live and in color. This is Kevin Thorne, and you're listening to Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Today we have an awesome guest. He's the one and only Kevin Thorne. Yes, sir. Uh, this is one of my my big friends, man. My big friends, man. Not only in stature, but uh, what I think about him, man. He's a good guy, and I've known him since he was uh, a toothpaste head. Is what I used to call him. <laughs> Kevin, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing well, but I really figured I. Like when I heard you said you wanted to introduce me that that way, I I mean I figured I was gonna get like the rap introduction like. <laughs> okay, well I can I can like, tell like, you. I, 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 I mean, I, I, you know, I always knew Jamie Jamie was the whole reason PG thirteen did so well, but whatever. I'll give him anything that he wants to try. I can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, how are you, man? You doing all right today? I'm doing well, man. Uh, this is probably going to be the most candid interview I- I- ever because we've talked so many times and everything else. I don't think there would be anything, like, hidden here. It will just be like Absolutely we're just not. talking like friends. And, 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 you know, everybody listening out there is going to be like, oh, shit, I can't believe they said that. But <laughs> we really don't know k just because we just – Talk the way we talk. Yeah, we do, man. We do. Here's what I want to get through to the people, man, uh, when we talk on this, man. First of all, just, I mean, how you got in the wrestling business, man. When I first met you, you know, I said that toothpaste head thing. uh, That was, uh, Sid Vicious trained you. And that's what I of you when you first got the business, man. And you, you had long hair and you told me that, the reason you made it stick out, and it reminded me of this video game that I used to play. It's tricky to rock around. Uh, uh, this video game with, with the snowboarding or whatever, with this guy that had hair sticking out. And you said to me, you said, I, I said, how do you how do you make your hair stick out like that? You said I put toothpaste in it. So yeah. then I on you aim 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 toothpaste. This is the greatest gel known to man. Wow! And like literally, and literally, I would take take and twist it, twist it, twist it, and then I just made it minty fresh. And I remember like you and Brandon Baxter and a couple other people making fun of me, but it was it was hilarious because it was like, well, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of money, ninety nine cent aim aim toothpaste. Uh, You put it in your hair. Who told you to do that, though? Where did you get well, that because, idea? Because, like you said, the guy, uh, I forget what snowboarding guy, but that's what he said he did. And I really, just, I just went with it and literally started smearing my hair and doing all kind of different stuff with it. And it stuck and it didn't, you know, come undone. And I was like, well, this works out perfect. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Hey, tell me about this, man. Tell me about. I mean, so Sid Vicious trained you. How did that yep. go? How did how did you get in the business? So, uh, you know, uh, there was a Gold's Gym there uh, off of Poplar Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, that's where Sid was training at the time. Well, so I was uh, working there, but you know, get get ready to to walk on University of Memphis to play football. Um, but I was working there in the mornings. Well. So- Hold on, you were walking on to play for Memphis? Well, I mean, I was going to try. I mean, that's okay. part of being a walk-on. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> didn't have a scholarship, but I was didn't have a scholarship, but I was at least decent enough to probably you know try. But right. uh, yeah, but literally during the summer, um, I was working at the Gold's Gym, and Sid was coming in there to work out. But Sid was just off the neck injury from flipping the car or whatever the fuck it was, uh, you know, broke, broke his neck. 
you know, and he's he's coming in there and else, and um, you know, his his two workout partners kept missing, but I was the morning manager, and I kept having to, you know, like spot him and everything else. So I was like, all right, hey, let's just start working out. Um, right. so we started working out, and I was always a fan of wrestling. Um, was I in love with it? No, not hundred percent, but I was always a fan, and we just you know, kept working out and everything else. And that's where, you know, he was like, well, uh, you know, I have a show coming up here soon up in, uh, Knoxville for, uh, men on the mission, Mo, um, and all this other stuff. He's like, I just want to get in and just test some stuff or test my neck out, test this out. So we went to buddy Wayne's backyard. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, see, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Buddy Wayne so, was a fan of PG-13. Oh, yeah. So Buddy, so Buddy Wayne's backyard um, uh, rolled out the carpet, the shag carpet, that, that was the flooring, basically, for this ring. Uh, um, what town was it? Do you know what town it was? What? What town this was where, where the uh, Like Covington or Millington. You know? yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was where, it was Buddy Wayne's house. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. where it was at. Yeah. So we went to, I mean, it was basically Buddy Wayne's backyard. He still had yeah. the ring back there. So the ring was set up with, you know, the, um, you know, two by, not two by fours, but basically like two by ones, four or four by ones. What would have fucked up. Right, right, right. Some of the ring was made. And then right. you rolled out, you rolled out the carpet on top of it, which was, I mean, basically looked like shag carpeting straight from Buddy Wayne's house. Had, you had hose pipes for uh rope. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then when we rolled out the mat, like there was like dead rat, dead chipmunk, dead this, dead that yeah. and and, yeah. and Aubrey's up in the ring just kicking them out like it's no <laughs> big deal. And, Aubrey and Wayne. So, oh yeah, Aubrey Wayne, baby. Um but I mean the, you know the biggest thing is I'm a I'm a you know, ECS graduate. I'm a private school fucking prep. And literally I'm I'm witnessing rats being kicked out, chipmunks being kicked out, and Aubrey Wayne, who looks like uh, you know, a, a product of pedophilism one oh one, you know, coming <laughs> you know, coming come around. But right. it's bouncing off the ring ropes and everything else and it's radiator hoses and a little bit of duct taped corner. And, and right. I'm like, uh, I guess. And right. literally, Sid gets in there for two seconds. He locks up with me, you know, uh, puts me in a headlock and shoots me off and makes me take a tackle. And I went, all right. And then next thing I know, he's out sitting next to Buddy Wayne and Aubrey's doing it all. And I'm having to learn off of Aubrey, who, I mean, granted, other than the fact that Aubrey's B.O. was so bad, I couldn't fucking breathe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, literally, I was I was learning. And Aubrey, oh, my God. I mean, you know, to this day, Aubrey Wayne, I mean, should have been out. He knew. He, I mean, he was doing 619 before I ever seen 619. I mean, yeah. he would do do stuff running the ropes climbing, flipping over the top. I mean, he was just so good. Um, and, you know, and all, you know, uh, you know, Sid and Buddy want to teach me is lock up, headlock, take over, tackle, get it again. I, I totally yeah. get it. I totally you get know? It. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, those are, that's, that's, that's what it was. So, that's, I mean, long, and then, long story short, got through that and then went to Knoxville, wrestled, uh, King was there. Austin was there, uh, a couple other people. There, was that uh, you know, before you came to Memphis? It was right at the same time that back okay. and forth was going that going what that duck. About that, what I was going to say about that is, I mean, I've seen that a number of times where you know somebody like Sid grabs you up, and I mean, uh, let's be honest, he's he's done a lot of great shit in the business. Dude, I was on the rocket ship because of him, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Somebody like him can uh, can catapult you, but you never, you never got that, you know, training thing or whatever. So well, that's what you were there for. I mean, we'll get to that in a minute in this program. Of course, yeah. of course, 
where you used to have to look at me and go, God, you suck. Never mind. Just, <laughs> just, just let me take it from here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you would, you, you would literally end up doing all the match. I would tag into like stiff the shit out of whoever I was kicking, kicking the crap yeah. out of, and then tag me back. And, you know, tag yourself back in and take the comeback. I mean, let's but, be honest. But that, yeah, I, yes, I appreciate you even saying that because, I mean, that just that has happened so many times. Whatever we're people, well, I mean, it happened about eighty. Like, I think. don't the credit they deserve or whatever, but I, I knew that about you. I was like, okay, this is Sid's guy, and okay, he's Sid's guy, and that's that's what you do with that. You're like, okay, this is Sid's guy. All right, he's my partner now, and he doesn't really know what to do. So, oh, I have no, I have no clue. I was, I was, I was a two hundred sixty pound kid that had muscles, and that's all yeah. I had. I, like, yeah. I had no clue, and, and everything else. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times you, 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 like, guided me through. It. Like, you know, you just like, fuck it, I'll do it. Like. <laughs> you know, like you'd come tag me when I need to get in, and then you'd just somehow tag me back out. Just get out, just get out, 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 and then do it, do it again, and everything else. That totally like, sounds like me because I'd be in the ring and I'd be like, "Fuck, man, just fucking get me back." Oh in yeah, here. oh yeah. The only the only other person that cussed me out as bad as you do was was Billy Gunn. I mean, <laughs> when I, you know, towards towards like and. You know, I felt like I was much better along because of you, but then there were times I was wrestling with Billy along, you know, previous years before, you know, yeah, yeah, going yeah. going forward, and Billy would cuss me out, and I'm like, God damn, you sound just like fucking Wolfie. Fuck. <laughs> like, I just get the fuck out. Like, you know, you know, you just laugh. I mean, it was, it was just like, all right, well, uh, you know. Those were the times, man. Uh, you know, we talked about so much stuff on this show, man. And and I just for right this second, I just want to say, Jimmy, thank you for uh, making this happen because he he is he has brought this show to something that he's like, well, you got stories to tell, and he's got you know, hey, we do this, and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever, but. There's shit like that. It's it's you. It's it's other people that we talked about on here. Just like just little bullshit, man. We just talked to Savio uh, a few minutes ago, man. But God, I had I, I I remember you from so much good times, and you were a Sid trainee, and I do remember that, man. I remember getting mad at you, but then you turned out to. Fucking, you know, they they brought you in WWE and you had that, you know, whole run with the um, with the vampire thing, and then you had the the white haired thing. Which honestly, I'm a huge fan of, you know, over the top gimmicks. Always have been. Hey, folks, to get your official live and in color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. I don't understand why the white-haired thing that, that you had... Uh, what was that, Mordecai? Uh, I don't. Why did that not get over, man? Was it you? Was it them? What happened? Well, it was me because I, I, I played typical Memphis. Got the fight in a bar and got in a uh, bunch of trouble right before when I did. You know what? I heard oh, something. Man. About, what was that? What was that? I mean, if Stupid, you want to talk, about it, you can. Stupidity, just stupidity. I mean, just. It was what it was in Louisville, Kentucky, and ended up getting a fight in the bar right before it started, and it just 
there you go. I mean, literally, I was on tap to be, you know, next in line to, you know, wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania, and I decided to be a dumbass and get to fight the bar. And was that the hold on? Was that the plan though? I mean, you were still no, yeah. Undertaker. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, but yeah, you were built just, as the anti Undertaker, right? You were yeah, like I was the built as the anti Undertaker, and and literally but, going straight toward it. Here's the thing, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't really know what year that was or whatever, but back in the day, okay, you win a bar fight, yeah, that escalates you. If you lost a bar yeah. fight back in the day, no, not not in Vince's eyes anymore because they were trying to sue and do all kind of shit and everything else. Yeah, no, it was. Oh man, it was a. Uh, it was a losing battle. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I just want to hear it, man. For me personally, <laughs> describe the bar fight for me, if you would. I, <laughs> I, I mean, really, it was nothing, nothing, nothing to it. I mean, um, it was me, Maven, and uh, Sly Grenier, who was uh, yeah. Rob Conway's at the par- uh, partner at the time, the the Frenchies, and uh, we had just gotten back from. Uh, Austin, Indiana, I think, or something. Um, we'd all still had to wrestle there because we were like still developmental, but not developmental and all the bullshit. And uh, it was Bar Louisville. We were at Blue Martini first, and then we ended up at Bar, Bar Louisville. And I'm sitting off to the side. I just had all my hair dyed white. Like I'm still wearing white. I look like a great big Colonel Sanders mark. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, who's been my, and actually our anniversary was Friday. So 16 years together. Congratulations. Um, Congrats. So, um, literally we're, I'm leaning against the bar. I'm trying not to cause any trouble. And, uh, you know, this kid keeps coming through and Sly and Maven, uh, you know, Sly and Maven were fucking ladies, man. I mean, good God, every fuck girl in that club wanted them. Yeah. Um, and these, you know, a couple of these guys were just, you know, you could just tell they did not like it um, right. and stuff. And I told my wife, I said, they're gonna, they're gonna end up causing us problems here in a minute. I said, I've got too much to lose. Like literally, I just filmed my vignettes. I've done all my stuff. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. When I come back to uh, come back, we're, we're, we're leaving. Like I got to piss. That's, you know, right. Why I didn't piss outside. Don't know. You know, everything's <laughs> always, yeah. You, you always look back going, God damn, yeah. it would have been so much easier, but long story short, get, get back. And she's almost in tears. And I'm like, okay, Katie, what just happened? And she's like, well, he called me a cunt, told me to fuck off, shove my face. So I'm like, um, okay. Right. And then I looked down and he had, you know, he kind of had his bottle next to him, uh, what to hit us. And I went like, I, I just didn't have any time to react. And, you know, big toothpaste head has big kickball head. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and big kickball head, uh. had a uh, little skinny kid's head with his head yeah. and literally just blew up his nose, buses or, you know, I, I, yeah, I got a big fat head, but it was either that or get hit hit in the face with a bottle. Yeah, um, and his buddies yeah. that were coming towards us like they were about to fight us went, "Fuck you, we're done." Like, don't please. And I, I mean, I'm all in white and you know look like a fucking uh, bloody tampon at this point. Um, <laughs> and, and and I'm like, I I, I look at Katie, I'm like, I don't know what to do, like. Like, what do we do? She goes, just, just go outside. Cause there were, there were all these, there were these two police officers that were always outside of, uh, Bar Louisville. So we walked out to them and we've helped them, you know, a, a bunch of the OVW guys have helped them several times in right. different fight, fight right. situations and everything else. So I walk out there and I basically look at them. I'm like, look, this is what just happened. I didn't egg this on. I didn't do this, right. you know, all this stuff. And they went, just go home. And I went, are you sure? And they went, yep, nope, go home. And Maven and Sly were like, all right, let's go. I literally, you know, because uh, I had sunglasses on my head. Why I had sunglasses on my head being nighttime. They dug in, dug into my fucking head. And I was, I, you know, I mean, I was bleeding. I mean, I was crimson mask and everything else. They cleaned me up. 
cops were cool. Just go. We're going to go in there, deal with this shit, go home. And then, you know, uh, I think we were in Houston that weekend or something. We So we all flew out the next day. Right. And then Monday I get from Johnny. He's like, uh, yeah, you're getting sued. Um, and, you know, you have a arrest warrant out for you. You need to go back. Uh, we just, and I went, okay. All right, here we go. So I went back that, and. So that so again, fucked the whole WrestleMania oh, yeah. thing. Well, I had to go to I had to go to Vince. I had to go to Vince and basically went to Vince and said, "Look, what do I got to do?" And, and Vince goes, "Well, we're going to pay them." Um, Vince said, "What? We're going to pay them to go to what to go away?" Basically, uh, you know, Vince was like, "We're going to offer them fifty thousand dollars to go away," and I went, "Okay." Uh, well, and then I'm like, "Well, how do I pay that?" He goes, "Don't worry, you're going to make enough money that you'll 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 be able to pay that back, you know, within a month." And I went. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, you just don't know at that time and you don't want to say yes or no. So literally they offer that. And then as soon as that happens, the lawyers for, uh, the other, the other kid basically are are like, no, we want $500,000 now and and all this stuff. And it just, just kept going and going. And then, then that's where they, you know, they, you know, WWE was like, we just didn't have it. No, it's not because I didn't have it. It's because I was getting fucking sued, and they were tired of all the fucking lawsuit bullshit, so they figured if they fired me, they'd be done with it. And so that's basically what they did. They fired me. We got the lawsuit done, and then fucking two weeks or two months later, I come back as Kevin Thorne. Amazing how okay. that happened. Yeah, seriously. So, okay, so where did the money go? I mean, they just... <laughs> they took it out of the two fucking pay-per-views <laughs> I did, and then all the rest of the stuff. I mean, fuck. I mean, all my lawyer bills were um, uh, miraculously fucking paid. I mean, I mean, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a fucking check. I got fucking your lawyer has been paid. Well, great. I'm fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, and then you get Bruce Pritchard, you know, on some of his podcasts going, oh, he just didn't have it. He walked, like, down, like, the old Undertaker, and he did all this other shit. No, fuck face. I fucking had a big-ass lawsuit against me, and you fucking cowards fucking decided to do what you did. So, suck a dick. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's been fired. He's been fired so many times, I'm surprised he takes up for them so much. You know what I mean? Like, Bruce has Uh, been... Well, you know, I mean... You keep getting hired and, you know, back and, you know, you run a shitty right. program and still can make money, then what, what you right. know, yeah, right. whatever. I mean, right. I'll tell you on him, man, I mean, we, we've, me and Jimmy have talked about this, but I'll say this to you, man. Uh, when me and Jamie went up the first time in, uh, 95, uh, we shut the cameras down because they, that was the first time that, man, back in those days, you didn't have, and I've talked about this, and I'll talk about it again. That was the first time that you had uh, a teleprompter in front of you, and they wanted to write a script for your interview or whatever. And me and Jamie were wrestling uh, smoking guns. We were wrestling uh, two job guys we were going over on. And I couldn't do it, man. I could not sit there and look at a teleprompter, right? And so me and Jamie both told them, I I may have told you this because, you know, Kevin, me and you are friends, man. may have told you this. I could not look at that, read it, and, and go, you know, this is me. Someone else wrote this, and I was used to being something else. And so me and Jamie told them, turn that shit off, and they did. I said, tell me what you want us to say. And we did. And we hit it. The both two interviews, we hit it. They clapped. It was weird. But that was what they used to do back then, man. They used to, you know, try to make something out of something you weren't, man. And and I I never understood that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the business has always been the best when, you know, 
you know, you got you and Jamie got to go do what you did. You know, Arn got to you know, Arn Anderson used to go out there and just talk. You know, same with same with freaking you know uh, Lawler. I mean, goddamn, how many times? I mean, Lawler just go out there and fucking talk. I mean, nobody gave him you know you know what to say. You just basically they you know the point. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. But you already knew because because you were in a program with somebody, so you talked about the program, right. you know, and everything else. And you know, I I think the thing that ruins wrestling nowadays is nobody knows what they're doing because you know, week to week it changes nineteen times. So unless yeah. you're a top guy, you don't know what your program is. You don't know what what really to do and and everything else. I mean. I mean, there's just Probably I mean, there's some that somebody is uh, drawing for. I just don't believe that works. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's there's nobody that's a draw. I mean, let's be honest. I, anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, in your prime would you know Jerry Dundee, you know PG thirteen, all that stuff. I mean, when you guys were actually going to the Coliseum, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was at the Coliseum you know, seventh and eighth grade, you know, everything else cheering on. But I mean, you know, the costume was packed. And it was a, it was a draw. It was a draw week in and week out because, you know, you actually came to see the baby face, you know, fight and the he'll get the shit kicked out of him. So as long as you had those two dynamics, it always packed out because that's what you wanted to see. Right. I mean, you got have a the thing that always brought it to me was you got to have a a, a a dragon and then yep. you got a dragon slayer. Yep, and exactly. Me, like right now, we don't have that. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South, and I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13, rookie card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me at stevebowtiebryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. I'll tell you, the biggest thing in the business to me, I feel like uh, UFC has fucked the business up because I think we got so many guys that are in the business that are marks for USC and that's fine, man. Those guys are, yeah, man, I don't want to do it, but I think that they're, you know, Oh, I can't sell this kick because, Oh, if you get that kick, you don't go down or blah, blah, blah. If I want to watch UFC, I'm going to watch UFC. But if I want to watch professional wrestling with a guy dance around like macho man, Randy Savage, or Hulk Hogan or somebody else just dance around, give me a show and do cool things. I'm going to watch that. And I yeah. feel that once UFC came into life in the nineties or whatever, I feel like it kind of fucked up wrestling. Oh, the internet did too, but 
I feel I'm, like this kind of fucked up wrestling. A little bit. I mean, yeah, yes and no. I, I mean, I I think if you look at the age of wrestling, it goes, you know, right towards the tail end of like the ECW and all that stuff that was, you know, really taking off is you literally had the kids that had grown up on, you know, Hulkamania and all, you know, just, you know, Lawler, PG-13, Jamie Dundee, like all that stuff, you know, they were finally at that age where it had to go a little bit further in the extreme, you know, and then right at that time, you know, ECW was starting to happen, everything else, and then, you know, basically at that same time, UFC happened. So now they're actually seeing real punches, and they were seeing real kicks and That's real what, this yeah. and, and, and all that other stuff. And they didn't know what to do anymore. It, it, it was like, so, but the problem was, is we were so extreme. And so, you know, as WWE called it raw, uh, you know, r- you know, r- raw with it and everything else, you know, you know, you had, you know, Stacey Carter, you know, cat showing her boobs, uh, you know, um, uh, fuck. Um, you, you had, uh, oh, who else? Um, I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was so, it was so just like sexual and everything else that here's the problem as a, as a, you know, as a dad now, I couldn't show my kids you know, that. All, so, you so, this, and you might be a little, I don't know if you're, well, I do know you're younger than me, uh, but like an angle that I cannot forget, man, is uh, in Memphis when um, they had an angle where Rick Rude, and I think it's Jerry Lawler, where they kept having videotapes of him beating up his girlfriend, and they they were sending these videos of the girl in the in the hotel room with the black eye, blah blah blah. You can't do stuff like that no more. No, no, no can't because uh-uh. no. everybody will know that it's not real. You know no. what I mean? Well, it's like when that, Lawler that, got hit, hey, got hey. hit by the car by Gilbert. Yeah, you know? and, 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 and people were lined up outside the Methodist hospital trying to find out, you know, if Lawler's okay and everything, right. everything else. Right. I mean. And in, now, in this day and age, you you, you can't you, you can't do it that way. No, nope. but I mean, you know, there's still there's still some suspense that can be done. I guess I you know I don't know. Um, I don't think there is no more. I don't. And that, well, the biggest problem is is we you know anymore is you know with any of these companies you know WWE AW and everything else is. Nobody really kayfabes, and they don't really have to, I guess, anymore because, you know, they're trying to build their social media up and their Instagram and their Twitter and all this other shit. But, you know, two seconds later, everybody's hugging the fucking locker room and everybody's taking a picture picture of it and showing it. I mean, you know, but, you know back in the day with, with you guys and everything else is nobody ever saw that. I mean, you see you guys bloody and beaten and... You know, kid wicked. If you and, got saw out with a guy you were working in a Oh, walk, yeah, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. You know? I mean, that that was a funny part about, you know, up in Louisville for the longest time. And, I mean, you know, Cornette and I had our issues and everything else. But, goddamn, I mean, the one thing he did is he protected the business with his life. And I yeah. give it to him. I mean, you know, and that's, you know, that's the storytelling that was there because that's the story you wanted to tell. And, you know, now these guys don't get to, you know, you know, they get yelled at all the time and cussed out because, oh, you guys were at the club to go, you know, and you sit there and go, this is so dumb. And then you really look back at it and you go, you know what? He's probably right. I mean, you know, here it is. We're on TV. We're trying to portray all this stuff. And then we're, you know, hanging out with the same girls at the club and hanging out. And we're supposed to be in a fight. Oh, and, and we Twitter each other. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're taking Instagram pictures and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, now I totally get it, you know. 
at, at the time, I'm like, yeah, that's so stupid because you just you're trying to be a rebel and be like, oh, business has changed. But really, truly, the it's never really been broke. Um, you know, the mold's the mold. I mean, good guy, bad guy. Don't let anybody know that you're really best friends. That's the thing. I mean, you don't. You know? I I hated hated those episodes of uh, where they had the magician show how they did the magic trick. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it totally ruined it. Why? Just I'm why? Parts for magic. I don't yeah. want to know how they did that. Yeah, we're, too, let, we're let me believe he's fucking magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we've made we've made ourselves too smart now. You know. It, it were really, we should just sit there and just be like, you know what? This is the coolest thing ever. But yeah. we, but we, we all want to know how the fuck he pulled the fucking rabbit out of the fucking hat. Yeah. Instead of just going, he pulled the rabbit out of the hat. And that's what ruins it. I told people, hey man, uh, when they find out I'm a wrestler, they're like, yeah, I know what you guys are doing is, uh, you know, fake, and I hate that word, but I know what you guys are doing is fake. But, but there was this one time me and my grandma or me and my grandpa or me and my dad were at this show, and I'm telling you, so-and-so and so-and-so were mad at each other. It was It was the real deal. And that's when I'm like... Yeah, that's back when uh, we didn't tell you we were fucking yeah. all, and, and and now it's because they straight up say everything, and you know, on the internet you can get the finish before the match even happens now, oh. and that sucks. Oh, we're dinosaurs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I shouldn't even been a dinosaur. To be honest, I'm not even I'm not even as old as you. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Wait but, a minute. I'm the last. I'm the, I'm the last of the dinosaurs. Like you know, I mean, you really think about it. Like I, I got in the tail end of all you guys, and and you know, I got. You know, to go, well, I think you're, you're 50. I think you are. You're 50. I'm 45. You fuck. Oh. So, <laughs> what are you? You're only 46. Say. You're only forty six. Yeah. I'm uh, I'll be forty eight next year. But I got in the business when Jesus I was just Christ, finished. you're old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. you know, speaking of old times, I don't want to say anybody's old here, but you know, nope, you, that's I it, like Jimmy, you said, you're fucking fired. We're not even talking to you. <laughs> just off of that note, right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, we'll pretend I didn't say. I can edit that out. Uh, Kevin, I can edit that out. I'm, to, I'm uh, totally not out of your... Just go with it. Yeah, yeah. So Mordecai was built to be the anti-Undertaker, and so obviously yep. that meant that you were on the way to be one of the angles with the Undertaker. What I remember, if I'm not mistaken, is later on you were also going that path. You were being built for Undertaker again. Am I right about that? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, second time should have been the charm, but once again, who the fuck knows? Yeah, on that one, yeah. I still don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I had great relationships with Taker. Um, everything else, um, and both of us were like, uh, uh, Dusty was around. So Dusty was writing a lot of ECW TV then, and Dusty was like, Vince wants you to n not wear black anymore, or wear black not red ties. He wants to take all that red shit out of your fucking hair. There's a lot of stuff I was doing. So it wouldn't look like a like taker. I mean, I was still, yeah, a lot of stuff, similarities, but I was trying to like put more color in my shit and do different stuff. But I mean, I was, I was being told, you know, Hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, now you're just being a goddamn fucking duplicate. I'm like, well, that's because you fucking assholes told me to. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, where, where are we, where are we going with this again? Like, I, I it was right. like literally like I've already been here. Like, why are we again blowing up on this? And then literally, that's that's where they were like, you got to cut your hair. So I'm on a European tour. Literally, we we left from Detroit 
um, the last time that literally Kevin Thorne was seen, and we flew to Europe, Europe for four, like 14 days, something like that. And they basically like, yeah, you need to get your hair cut while you're over here. I'm like, um, okay. So I went and got my hair cut, all this other stuff. And then I get from Vince, why the fuck you cut your fucking hair? And I went, um, cause you told me to. And then it just kept going back and forth. And finally I'm like, I don't know what's going on. You guys just tell me anymore. Like, you know, and then yeah. they're like, well, you need to do this. And so I, one of the last times I came out on ECWs, I was just like in red trunks, black boots and knee pads. Right. And I was like, I'm right. just going to go out as granola as I can. And then you guys tell me yeah. what I'm doing wrong. And then all of a sudden he was, well, you're not wrestling the way you used to. I'm going, I, I haven't stopped wrestling the way that I've ever not wrestled. I mean, I go out there and potato the fuck out of everybody. Ask Wolfie, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and literally I, I, I just never like, it, it wasn't anything different. I used to have and, guys, and, and, and they were like, I used well, to you're have guys the same. tag me in and go, please get me away from him. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody did that. And that's probably why he kept tagging me out because they were scared of me. But it was just like, but it was like, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm not doing anything different. You guys told me this. So I just went out here just like this. And then that's yeah. kind of where towards, towards the end, it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm getting fired. Fuck it. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I just didn't understand. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, you're on, you're on I, top for as long as you can be on top, as long as Vince, Vince loves you. Supposedly, right. but then all of a sudden somebody gets in Vince's head, and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't understand why he's doing that. Yeah, oh. it's just it's yeah. entertainment, man. It's 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 a right time, right place bullshit kind of thing. But we've all seen the most talented, most talented uh, technical wrestlers that don't get over, don't get pushed, or yep. this guy that can do this or whatever. You had, in my opinion, I, I, you had you had the shit, man. But it's whatever, and it's it's uh, you it was, know it was part of it. I mean, yeah, you know, it just I mean, is. It been, just, there, been there, done that. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Today, at this time, you are making three hundred thousand dollars in half a year, and actually that's four. why. Actually, four, four, <laughs> but I want to get him on here. <laughs> I told Jimmy, I said, this is why I want to get him on here is to talk about what the rest of business can be to you or what it cannot be to you. You, you don't, you, dude, you're, you're doing, you're living your best life right now. To, me, to me though, you take it. Now you take it and, 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 and what I did is, I mean, I figured out, you know, through all the great promoters and all the great stuff is, you know, is, all right, so how do you, how do you take this and make this a real, you know, uh, you know, take it and put it in, in, in the real world? And, and granted, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I stole a lot of shit from you and the car business stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I've already told you this. Thousand times. Yeah, we talked about it, but you're making. Yeah, more I've, to, I've totally, I totally stole it from you. But it was like, you know, hey, I'm doing, the, you know, the house stuff, and I was like, all right, so, you know, you know, Cena was always saying, you know, the champ, you know, the champ is here. Well, fucking the champ's home. Um, you know, and, and kind of used that as as my moniker, and just went with it, and you know, the champ, the champ is home because if you're selling houses, I mean. You know, every everybody wants to believe. You know, once you get in the house, it's kind of like your own, like, um, you know, mid south coliseum. If we're talking about, you know, down in Memphis, you know, we're talking about the rest of the world. You know, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, where, I mean, you know, you can run around your house in your underwear, which are technically your tights, and start dropping elbows on all your kids, and you know, everything else, and having having the best time of your life, and that's kind of. You know, that's kind of, you know, how I used to explain houses is, I mean, you know, once you get it, it's yours. I mean, it's, it's your, 
you're Taj Mahal, you're, you know, everything else, you're the, you're the champ. And I mean, the best way I could re- relate that is, you know, wrestling. So, and you've done uh, a superior, great job at it. And thank you for stealing my gimmick. Well, you're doing a, you're doing a pretty good yeah, job. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I did, cool, I did better, but cool. you know, you, I, I'm, you know, I straight stole it from you. So like, <laughs> No, you've done you've done much better than I have, man. No, I'm just I'm just you know, having having fun and everything else, just like you are. I mean, you know. So. Uh, no, uh, I appreciate you. You know that. Uh, me and you have talked on the side and things like that, and you've always been. Uh, you've threatened good. to kick my ass a couple times for stealing your gimmick. Don't what? lie. But it is, no. no, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> you know we have a little section called current affairs that we do where we involve wrestlers who like yourself probably do not even care about the current product so with that being said dj hit the music it's a current affair it's a current affair All right, we're back with Current Affairs with Kevin Thorne. Kevin, I have a simple question. It's really simple. Basically, you are, are one of what I consider the purveyor of the dark arts. You, were, you played all these great characters that essentially you know, had a dark element to them. One of the characters recently that I see that has been mishandled horribly is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Do you have any yep. insight on him? What What are your thoughts on Bray Wyatt? His uh, he should have brought in Slash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he should have brought in Slash to be a cohort, and then yeah, like his <laughs> like like I, like his wolf, his his wolf that would have protected him and everything else. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm telling you now, instead of the lambs or the uh, uh, you know. The Raven or whatever the fuck, he would have brought in Slash. I yeah. think he would have been fine. <laughs> Dude, I, I think that's that, perfect. <laughs> I think we can't say it better than that. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on, Kevin. Thank you for, you know, making time for us. You know, we definitely appreciate when we hear from Wolfie's old, and in your case, young friends. <laughs> you ever yeah, want to come back, three years, please do. All three years younger, but yep, definitely younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not much, you motherfucker. You're not much younger. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Kevin. Thank well, cool. you, man. You're so All good. right, love you too, dude. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, booty call on Athena, go to lostwrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at genejacksonpod.com.
If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. I got a cat And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving in color. From Russia, mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over and forth later. Not here to play games, so you better be You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.